Oh, we're recording. Andy, we're recording. Sweet. Hello. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Not Another Drag Race podcast. I'm your host, Reese Williams, and with me today is a drag race fanatic. You may know him as Andy and from Pop Pops. Andy from Pop Shops. That's moi. <laughs> now, Andy, thank you, first of all, for being on this episode with me, because this is, this is a huge moment. It's a huge moment, and I'm very proud to be here on the first episode. Um, come out of podcasting retirement for this, so <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, let's give a shout out. Uh, you have podcasting history, and that podcast is aptly named yeah, Pop Chops. The Pop Chops, yes. Yeah, so it used to be the Pop Chops podcast, which was on Joy, then it was off Joy. Uh, now we're just a DJ duo, and we still do club nights here in Melbourne and up in Sydney as well. Wonderful. I've been to a few, and I can honestly say... I think I remember losing my shit when Can't Touch It by Ricky Lee came on. Ah. Uh, and then. <laughs> That's a choice. Not a lot. Oh. <laughs> a good okay. choice. A good choice. I think Ooh, I actually played that myself. right out the bat. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Andy. No, that's a great choice. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I, I just uh, always have fun when I go to a Pop Shots gig. Oh, very nice to hear. Thank you. Absolutely. I, uh, I'm i so excited that Down Under is happening. Uh, we are talking before we started recording. Literally didn't think it would be this soon. Like, I, I, I feel like feel it was just like, yesterday they announced it was happening. I know, and I feel like the closer it gets, the more hooked I am already. It hasn't even started <laughs> yet, and I'm obsessed. I was actually really happy to do this because it was an excuse to spend the entire day just watching YouTubes of RuPaul's Drag Race <laughs> Down Under. So thank you. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. I, yeah, I've loved, like, looking up all these things about the Queens. Like, of course, being that we are Aussies, we're from Melbourne. We already know a few of the Queens from yes. Melbourne and mm -hmm. other Queens who have toured. This is just so exciting. I think the whole world that they get to look at Aussie drag and New Zealand drag and put it on a world stage. It's just so cool. Genuinely shocked as well. I don't know if you are that RuPaul's actually a part of it. I actually am, but it's it's a good thing, I think. I think it's going to boost the the whole show. And I'm really totally. interested to see how this is going to affect the drag scene in Melbourne and in Australia as well. So hmm. something to be excited about, I think. I mean, every time I go out to a a drag bar in Melbourne, I feel like I'm seeing new queens every time. 100%. So like, and that's just the show in the US and in the UK. But now we've got our own drag scene that's going to be pumped full of, you know, new energy. Yeah. So it's really exciting. Yeah. We could have like this show, the Down Under series, go for like fucking decades. Decades. There's so many amazing queens here. Um, we're going to get all into these queens. And, I'm, and I mean all up in them. But uh, first off, I just want to chat a little bit about, I mean, this is the first episode. So we need to chat about this show that we fucking love. Tell me about like how you got into it, when you got into it, what was going through your mind? What was going through my mind? Um, so it was, of course, it was like before it became cool to like it. Oh, that's just go. like my shtick. Oh, here we fucking go. <laughs> um, but it was season four. So I started Ooh. watching it for Sharon Needles, which is a bit problematic um, to say now. <laughs> uh, don't feel the same way as I used to about her. But um, at the time I was obsessed and um, I was kind of watching that week to week and then watching like the season one, two and three during like the break. That's awesome. I can't say the same because I'm one of those assholes who got into it as it was becoming popular. Um, yeah, I honestly, for years, I kind of held off on it because I didn't want to be this, this is really showing a lot about my true colors. I didn't want to be that gay in right, air quotes, okay. um, who was obsessed with this TV show about drag, which is so stupid because it's fucking incredible. This was back before I even experienced like the Melbourne gay scene. I wasn't like a, I was like a sheltered kid from the suburbs. Mm. I was like, eh, my only gay experience was watching Will and Grace. So I didn't know shit about drag. Um, but I started seeing like uh, videos pop up on YouTube with Willem 
when he did the first season of Beatdown, mm. which was fucking glorious. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if it's, is it still on YouTube? Or they I know he does a couple of YouTube shows. I'm not sure about that one. I though. think the first season was on like this weird other channel and then he took it uh, onto his own. I don't know if the first season's still there, but it's fantastic. And I was like, this, I like drag. I like, I like funny queens. I like comedy in general. I've always been a comedy person. Totally. And I think also seeing the show just gives you a newfound appreciation as well. Just like all the work mm. that goes into it, the costume design, the comedy, the, the makeup, it's so many skills that you need for dragon. It's wild. I, I also think it's making, um, people have to also step up a bit um, with, you know, being able to do the splits and things like that. Now. Like <laughs> you need to, I don't know, people need a few tricks up their sleeve, I think these days as well, which. Um, that is funny. Mm. Yeah, it's true. You, if you go to a drag show and you see someone do a, what do they call it? Death drop. Shablam. Shablam. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, or just the splits. You're just kind of like, everyone just goes the fuck up. They the, just love it. The crowd goes wild. But it's like, you can still do an amazing lip sync. Like I remember, uh, I loved drag roulette at Molly's in Melbourne. Molly's mm -hmm. please bring it back soon. Uh, I know you're listening, Molly's management. Uh, please bring it back soon because Drag Roulette was always so much fun on a Sunday evening. And I remember one time seeing uh, a Melbourne queen do uh, at random. She didn't know it was coming on. And I'm telling you by from Dreamgirls. Yes. Yep. She, that is obviously not a song you can shablam to, mm -hmm. but she fucking destroyed the joint. Like everyone was just going the fuck up. It was amazing. And it's just so like queens can just – do artistry and we appreciate it. Absolutely. And it. Absolutely. And, and, you know, some Queens are, are great at stand-up comedy and hosting and that kind of thing. And then you've got Queens mm. that are just so expressive in their faces and their lip syncs are amazing because of that. Mm. And then you've got the shablams and yeah, you can, you can all bring something different to the scene. Yeah. I think. That's why I think there is so much, there is so much room for Queens because there's so many different ones. Yeah, absolutely. That's why it's, it's great to have so many different kinds on every season of the show. We did just experience season 13 we are recording this just days after the season 13 finale. Just moments after season 13. It's fresh in our minds. Uh, I just watched all the recaps of it. Um, I'm desperate to know what were your thoughts on the result? Were you happy? What's, what's the vibe? Well, Simone's a great example, actually, because she doesn't have to do too much to do an amazing mm -hmm. lip sync. Like, just a look on her face, just like an, an expression, and you're like, yeah, she gets it, she gets it. Um, I expected Simone to win because it's, it comes down to lip syncing, and she was the best lip syncer, I thought. Yeah. Um, and I was really happy. She was a deserving winner, super likable queen. And, um, you know, she, she'd get my ticket money if she came here. Oh, my God. So many of them would. I mean, yeah, Simone, I think it, it does. I have seen some people say like, oh, it's a little underwhelming because we knew she was going to win it from the start. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I she, really was don't care. she was deserving. I would love to have seen um, Got Mick win as well. I would have oh, liked yeah. to have seen Candy win as well. That's probably a bit controversial for some people. Um, Rosé yeah. is probably not her time, but, um, yeah, I was loving the rest of them. Yeah, I, it's, I, I love, love, love when we have those finales where you can see any of them win. Yep, like absolutely. The, uh, I maintain All-Stars 5 was a bit of a struggle to watch, but the finale with Shay, Juju and Cracker, the, I could literally see any of them in the Hall of Fame deservedly, and so I was happy. Me too, but I was super happy to see Shay Oh my win. God, I was so happy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it was her time, it was her time. Yes, yeah, well deserved. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm really excited for All-Star 6 as well. Uh, Canada Season 2 is also underway, I believe. Canada um, is, yeah, being filmed, I think. so. But without uh, our third judge, the illustrious Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, returning. who I actually really like. Like, he was he was definitely bitchy, but um, I just find him very attractive. Look, same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wood, 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 wood. <laughs> I am also very excited to um, see because, okay, look, I want this podcast to be a lot of fun. I want it to be celebratory of drag. Uh, 
I am someone who is a little meh about the fandom just and how s- kind of toxic they can be. 100%. And I don't want to be that white gay that's criticizing the <laughs> queens. Um, so I'm just going to give my gut reaction with the outfits and not go too much into de- uh, depth with them. But No, yeah. Mm. And look, like shady comments might come out here and there because you know what? If a queen's walking down the runway and we don't like it, we don't like it. And that's fine. Exactly. Exactly. But just keep in mind it's coming from the position of someone who's not really a fashionista <laughs> and also not a drag queen. So Yeah, that too. That too. Yeah, I'm super excited to get into this. Um, I think we should just start, before we get into the queens, the very fact that this is Drag Race Down Under, it's happening, Aussie, New Zealand being celebrated. The best part about this, in my opinion, is the potential lip syncs. There Mm -hmm. are eight episodes, I believe. That's eight, at least eight great Aussie bangers, New Zealand bangers, Kiwi bangers, I should say. Which we can easily do. Oh, we could easily do. And I'm so excited to know what, like I'm, okay. There's got to be at least one Kylie banger in there. Which one do you think? I think it's going to be Can't Get You Out of My Head. Probably. But I would love to see uh, maybe Come Into My World. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Get Out of My Way would be awesome. Ooh, um, I forgot about that. Even Slow could be really cool. I'm just naming my favourite Kylie songs at this point, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I mean, th- any of those would be amazing. Slow would be amazing to see how they do it. Yes. How they would react to it. I, I just would love to see them go, go off on, um, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on the name, the 80s one that I love. Uh, step back in time. Step back in time. They could do all Kylie every episode. <laughs> every week could just be <laughs> fucking Kylie. I'm into that. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm into that. Of course, as a massive Ricky Lee stand myself, I've got to have Raining Diamonds on there. If Ra- I don't hear Raining Diamonds, tune absolute tune. Oh my god, must absolute must. And I think we're all in agreement. Untouched. Untouched, 100. percent Well, that's, that's not the national there. anthem, so we need it to have the that in the anthem. show. I'm sure Rue was told when coming down here. Oh, by the way, if you don't do this song, you'll you're probably canceled. yeah, you won't be welcomed back into the country, and that's just that's just the way it is. Well, you, they do check before you get into the country, so mm. that should be fine. They actually ask you to recite the, the lyrics. lyrics. <laughs> yeah. That's on the Australian citizenship application. Yeah, I believe, I believe so. <laughs> Any uh, Kiwi songs like Kiwi pop bangers that you think like maybe some Lord? Yeah, absolutely, definitely Lord. Um, I wouldn't mind to see some Benny in there. That won't happen, obviously. <laughs> um, they could do broods. That's all I can really think of at this point. Bic, I think big runger sway maybe. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Uh, good times. I have to ask, by the way, before we again before we get into these queens, in terms of drag race his history. Whoops, mm-hmm. have to correct myself there. My apologies. Uh, favorite seasons and favorite queens, just so our listeners get to know Andy from Pop Shops a little better and his vibe. Sure. Um, so my favorite season is season six, but I think that's pretty generic to love that season. Of course. Um, All Stars Two was awesome. Uh, what other seasons seasons have I loved? Um, love season four, love season five. I think because mm. I got into it around that time, I'm oh, just yeah, a bit course. more obsessed with those. Um, I feel like those are like four, five, and six seem to be like the quite treacherous. What is it? Quite. <laughs> I can't even fucking speak. What is it? Like the three seasons that everyone is like, that's when it was at its like fucking- Got it. At its peak. At its peak. But they did revitalize it. I think season nine was really good as well. Even though I was just like so bummed that Shea Collet didn't win that that kind of- Yeah. um, And same with UK season two. That was like one of my favorite seasons as well. But Bimini not winning just kind of left a, you know, bad taste in my mouth. So yeah. Wicked. Um, look guys, we're going to get into the Queens from down under, uh, down under, of course, collectively meaning Australia and New Zealand. Uh, interesting little thing that I, uh, noticed when I was looking up, uh, these Queens, we've got three New Zealand Queens competing and all three of them are from Auckland. 
Right. Okay. So no Christchurch or anything like that. Like it's uh, all Auckland, Auckland, Queens. Um, starting off with Auckland's own Anita Wiglet. Anita Wiglet. Anita is uh, has been doing drag for quite some time. I even uh, learned that she uh, did drag in Vancouver for a few years, which is really interesting. Although a lot of Aussies and Kiwis do go to Canada for a little bit of international residence. Uh, sometimes I have a few friends who have done it. Okay. Uh, and to be honest with you. Drag in Canada, we've seen it, and it's good. Uh, we so have seen it. We yes. have seen it. Priyanka is one of my favorite queens. So, oh my god, I love Priyanka. So in love, much. she's so great. In love with her, absolutely. I mean, kind of like her more than Brooklyn Heights, but that's just my personal opinion. <laughs> um, here's something about Anita that I, I mean, this just opened up like a chasm of info about New Zealand drag culture. I had no idea New Zealand had their own little drag television series called. Yes. House of Drag. House of Drag. And I couldn't find it, could you? Could not find it anywhere. No. Um, but uh, Anita Wiglet, as well as another queen who we'll also be chatting about, Kidamine, uh, were the hosts of this show. They Which, were the ruse. By the way, I love that name. I, <laughs> I, I, I always thought it was Ketamine and I didn't get it. And then when I heard it pronounced Keta, I was like, oh, okay. She went there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love a punny queen. <laughs> I love do a you, punny queen. Do you have like favorite pun names? Uh, favorite pun name because I I know where I know where I overrode at this point because we're oversaturated. But I will maintain one of my favorite drag names is Monet Exchange, Mo, like money I, exchange. It's just it's just great and good for her for doing it. <laughs> I'm just I'm just a fan. I don't, the only one I can think of right now is Heidi and Cosmic. <laughs> <laughs> Rude's most fucking hated drag name in the which, world. <laughs> I think it's just so bad it's good. I, I kind of like that she's kept it now. So Oh, yeah, Heidi totally. And Closet. And she's such a funny queen as well. Oh, she's so blessed and highly favoured. <laughs> oh, I love her so much. Oh, and her outfit for season 13 when she came into the roast. Yes, she looks amazing. Oh my God, fantastic. She's gunning for a future season of All Stars. That's for sure. Oh, for sure. And she will be back. She's got charisma to burn. So Yeah. She's got the C. We need the unt. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, look, Anita Wiglet, I'm really impressed uh, with her experience in drag. I looked at her Instagram, plenty of amazing looks. Very cute lad as well. Um, what do we expect from Anita? Do we think Anita is going to be one that might make it toward the end just because she's got that experience? Well, she's kind of like the RuPaul of New Zealand in a way. She yeah. was hosting this like drag show over there. So, yes, I'm expecting big things from Anita. Um, she's super lovely. Um, I I sort of like interacted with her on Instagram. So that was nice oh, cute. to say hello to her. Um, I think she's going to be a comedy queen. Mm. Are we, sorry, are we going to talk about the int- the looks as oh, a separate yes. thing? No, or? let's talk about the looks okay. as we go along. Her, okay. her entrance look, I loved it. I, I really, I do like it, but <laughs> I think it's a bit gothic-y to, for me and it doesn't really quite fit with who she is as a character, as far as I can really? see on social media. Um, but I do like it, like the coffin shape on her visage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it looks very polished and streamlined. And um, yeah, I think she's going to bring a lot of polish and hilarity, I think, to the competition. Yeah, yeah I agree. I'm looking, look, I think um, definitely a... a probably make it toward the end. I don't want to place like elimination orders or anything like that because uh, you just never know at this point. We haven't seen these queens actually compete yet. No. So I won't say an elimination order, but I do think she'll do very well. Um, yes. I've, and even if she doesn't uh, make it all the way to the end, I mean, God, she's got a great career going for herself. And one thing I like about queens is like when – 
they just have a lot of personality even out of drag, if that makes sense. Like mm. even when she's talking um, on her Instagram as a, as a boy, she's just like got such a kooky personality. I yeah. think it's going to be really, really infectious. And she seems super lovely as well. So yeah. yeah. I'm super keen. I can't wait to see what she does. Uh, we should remind everyone that um, it is interesting though that this this first season of Down Under was not open casting. It was it was closed casting. So the producers reached out and asked people to audition. Right. I am not surprised they cast her at all. Not at all. Not if she was like hosting this show in New Zealand already. And yeah, she's super she's seasoned and name recognition. Yeah, the the, the Kiwis love her. I'm sure everyone else in the world is going to love her too. I'm just so keen. All right, our next one. Oh. Let's get into it. Melbourne's own, the one and only Art Simone. Art Simone. Uh, very excited and very happy to see Art Simone in RuPaul's Drive Race Town Under. I mean, we uh, was there any doubt? Was there any doubt? No, not at all. Like, it wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't falling off my seat when she got cast. She already does a show on World of Wonder um, exactly, called yeah. Highway to Heal, which I also couldn't figure out how to watch. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I looked a bit and I couldn't find it. On, on WoW Presents Plus. Is it on? Okay. Yeah, it's on WoW Presents Plus. Got it. Okay. <laughs> that is, <laughs> I, I'll be honest, and this is, um, you know what, listeners, feel, feel free to think I'm basic as fuck, but I only have WoW Presents Plus when there are new seasons of uh, airing because I want to get it early. Oh, right. Um, so it's a paid service. It is a paid service. Okay, that's yes. why I couldn't find it because I'm be- cheap. I believe it's five fifty a month for us. Got it. Okay. Could be worse, um, but plenty of great content on there from, from the WoW people. Sponsor us, wow. Um, (laughs) Or maybe don't. I don't think you'll appreciate a lot of the stuff we're going to say on this podcast. Um, Look, Art Simone, legendary Melbourne queen. I remember seeing her for the first time at GH, the good old GH Hotel. Greyhound Greyhound Hotel. Was that the renovated GH or the original? It was the renovated one. I was not around in the gay scene uh, for the original, but I've heard all the stories. Okay, (laughs) Um, I was around for the original and it was basically a shed. (laughs) like literally a shed in the middle of nowhere uh but then it became this great um big performance venue which is sadly now gone it is so sad Mm. i it's um from what i remember change of management change of direction and then just it's gone kaput so that is incredibly sad because when we lose uh gay venues queer spaces it is always uh always tough on the community and we always have to find new homes and thankfully there are plenty of new queer spaces uh, popping up every now every now and then. So um, I'm very much a fan of going out to any of these venues when I can and just seeing what drag is on offer. Uh, I actually just last night went to Evie's in Collingwood mm-hmm. and um, saw a little drag show happening there. They do drag shows called Smash every uh, once a month. And I'm just, and again, as I said earlier, four new queens never seen before. Nice. So it's just great to see more and more and more. Um, Melbourne's yeah. yeah I love the Melbourne drag scene there are so many queens I just adore uh, I also I mean as I mentioned earlier as well Molly's do great drag shows Circuit uh, Rainbow Pop Chops Pop Chops <laughs> but you guys don't have a set venue yet that's the dream is that the dream uh, to own your own little oh absolutely yeah we'd love yeah. to own our own venue but um, at the moment we're at Rubix in Brunswick which are really accommodating so far and um, yeah we, we do try and showcase um, you know new queens as well as more established queens mm. and you know diverse queens queens that bring different things to the mix so yeah yeah it's cool to be able to do that it's it's just great that melbourne is is so hustling with with its drag scene and art simone is such a, a leader she's such a leader i mean mm. she is the most followed australian queen on instagram is she okay. for a reason i think mm-hmm. um she's appeared many times at rupaul's drag con 
Um, I actually, I think I loved, I think it was the last one pre-COVID when she managed to get herself to the very front of the photo op when Rue <laughs> was doing the grand opening with the scissors. Oh, nice. Good on you, Art. Good for you. <laughs> get that plug. Um, I actually, yeah, I remember also um, early in the same days of GH, she was also performing at the old Dracula's, which has also she? been okay. I've actually never been. No, they've reopened. Oh, have they? Yeah. I've oh actually never been, but I saw they were reopening, so I might have to get myself there. Absolutely. Yeah. Drag, um, there's, uh, sorry, Art did drag at Dracula's uh, quite often. And um, she mentioned in a little video that she did with Willem, she did one of Willem's videos for her series, Paint Me Bitch. Uh, that, that was where she really got to experiment with makeup. She had to wear the same outfit every night, but she got to do whatever she wanted with her face, which is- Art Simone? Yeah, Art Simone, which okay. is- Fantastic experience. If oh, at Dracula's, you mean? At Dracula's, yeah. oh, I thought you meant on Willem. I was like, on I'm pretty sure she was already doing really good makeup before well, that. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she did do great makeup on Willem. I highly suggest that YouTube search, everyone. Uh, yeah. Paint me, bitch, Art Simone. She's um, a master of makeup. You just have to go to her Instagram, scroll through. Oh. It's just a feast for the eyes. I mean, if you love drag, that's drag. That is motherfucking drag. I think one of her most iconic moments is here in Australia, we had these um, things called, I think, minis in Coles and they were just mini versions oh, of- Oh my God, I remember this. <laughs> mini versions of like Vegemite, which is like a spread we have over here, lollies. Yeah. And she just made an entire outfit out of these minis and it was so iconic and so beautiful. And, Why um, yours? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely a look. I mean, Google, yeah, Art Simone minis. I'm sure you'll find that all the images there. Yeah. That was, just, oh, so, she's very creative, obviously. The word art is in her name for a reason. She's so artistic. Uh, obviously, we are a little biased because we are both Melbourne homos. We want to see a Melbourne queen get up there. Do we think she's going to go to pretty far? Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. think she's she's a great performer. She's got a great personality as well. I think she could take the crown even. Oh, yeah. I think I think she's the kind of queen Rue would love as well. And as we all know, it's the queens that Rue really loves that make the successful stories. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, bring it on, Art. We're very proud of you, regardless of what happens on this show. Uh, now, next up, a Sydney queen by the name of Coco Jumbo. You know what's weird? Like, my notes are in the same order as yours. Well, got to do it alphabetical order at this point. <laughs> oh, is well, that- Yeah, alphabetical order. We don't know the elimination order, got it, so got we don't it. know how to uh, judge these queens. Nice. <laughs> um, now, Coco, Fijian Australian, uh, I saw that she won uh, two titles a few years back in Sydney, including Drag Queen of the Year. Okay. Now, title holders, Just, you know, yes. they do well on the show, typically. I mean, you're Alyssa Edwards and you kind of things. like. Yeah, I mean, Alyssa is like a fan favourite of all time. Mm. Um, I could see the same for Coco Jumbo. Like, I'm very, very excited to see her on the show. Um, I know that when we did our first Pop Chops in Sydney, I put something out on Instagram that was like, which queens would you like to see? And it was unanimous. Everybody said Coco Jumbo. Aww. So, yeah, I haven't seen her perform in person, but um, I watched a couple of YouTubes just today when I was vegging out. And, um, yeah, she's an amazing performer, just so expressive, like her face and yeah. her mannerisms. Um, yeah, I think she'll bring a lot, especially if she – um, has to lip sync, I guess. Oh, yeah. And I love her look, her promo look. Um, I mean, everyone get into these promo looks if you haven't yet. They're all over bloody Instagram. I I mean, when you are doing, these are also their entrance looks into the workroom. I don't really judge a queen that much on their entrance looks because I know it's kind of the look that you don't need to super, you don't need to be that impressive because Rue's not judging you on your entrance look. True, It's what true. you wear down the runway. Coco is in a, a very fabulous purple dress. Her face is stunning. Like she knows her way around a beat. Like I'm just, I'm really keen to see what she does. I'm so excited. 
got Andy. We're only three queens in and I'm losing my shit. Yeah, no, we both are. I think for me, like, I just look at the queen's vibe and see if I'm, like, feeling it or not. I, I don't really go to the length of, like, you know, she should have worn a white tight with that outfit or she shouldn't have had, she should have had bigger hair, you know, that okay, kind of Carson. thing. Jeez. But um, <laughs> I'm feeling it. I think she looks uh, just infectious, even in that photo. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. She's got a beautiful face, beautiful vibe. So very excited to see Ms. Coco Jumbo. Um, also, I'm not sure if you have heard this, but she was in the news a couple of years ago in 2017. And I actually did hear about this at the time. Um, her and two of her drag sisters were walking past a kebab shop and there was a gay guy that was getting assaulted in there. And um, they went in there and um, defended him and basically um, fought off this attacker. <laughs> so, Amazing. Um, yeah, so he kind of saw them as like his drag saviors. Yeah. Um, quite lovely. Yeah, I mean, ugh, God bless you, Coco Jumbo. I think I also see her doing very well. I know we can't say that about all these fucking queens because that's not how this show works, but we just love them all. This is just so, what a cast. I'm so excited about all this. On it to the next queen is another New Zealand queen, also from Auckland. It is Electra Shock. Now, fun little thing about Electroshock, she did compete on House of Drag, uh, the New Zealand drag series hosted by Anita Wiglet and Ketamine. Got it. So they all know each other. They yeah. all know each other, uh, which is, I think, I would, I'm really keen to see how that plays out on the show. Like, yeah. is there going to be the little New Zealand girls versus the Aussie girls? Like, I mean, New Zealand gay scene isn't as big as Australia as a whole. Obviously, the country is a lot smaller. <laughs> um, so I'd be surprised if they didn't know each other, I suppose. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting, especially ketamine or ketamine and um, Anita Wiglet basically being like besties and yeah. also owning a bar in New yes. Zealand as well. They're a together. full form drag duo, mm. which is... I mean, yeah, seeing them compete together, that's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I don't think we're going to get the, um, who should go home tonight? I don't think they're going <laughs> to throw each other under the bus. I think there's going to be a bit of sisterhood oh happening imagine. there. <laughs> I really hope Rue asks that. Oh, he will. Oh, my God. I can't wait. She will, I should say. Uh, uh, they always do. Oh, <laughs> Rue's listening. He's really offended right now. Um, Blacklisted. <laughs> I think, look, Electra, her, I, I love her look, by the way. I know, again, it's one of those things where um, her entrance look, I'm not going to judge it too much. If it was coming down the runway, I know Michelle would have some issues with this. Yes. Uh, leotard, uh, lots of, I mean, very big red poofy. I don't know what the technical term of that is. Again, I'm not a drag queen. But um, the little, uh, what are they called? The things on the tits? Uh, pasties? <laughs> That's the one. Um, look, I think she looks stunning. She's got a great body. Uh, again, great face. The wig is perfect. I just, I'm impressed. I mean, she was runner-up on House of Drag. Yes. So we know that she has skills. This, I don't know. When I first saw this look, I wasn't that excited, I'm going to be honest. Okay. But I think just the more I've looked into Electra, I think she's really going to bring something to the competition. She she seems like she's got the energy. She's got the fire as well. I think in the super trailer, she says something like, um, I'm not here to fuck around, girls, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm expecting her to be great at the um, acting challenges, um, you know, any kind of marketing challenge I think she's going to be really good at. Um, and she's also a cute boy as well. Um, oh, we love that. We love a cute boy. Um, We're homosexuals, if you did not know. Oh, I'm sure they're they're just getting onto that now. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been told I've been told I'm pretty I'm pretty muscular. <laughs> God, I can't believe I just said that. Um, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm I'm keen to see what Electroshock brings as well. We can't say enough about this cast, so we're just going to keep fucking going through it. We could got fuck from Sydney, ah, oh, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I don't know a lot about Sydney Queens. I looked her up. I looked at her Instagram. I did my research. Oh, I like her. Yes. Oh, I really like her. 
I like her too. She's the glamour bug of the season. Um, <laughs> Explains the entrance look. Yeah. Um, and I actually spoke to her earlier today and she sends her love to the podcast. Oh, thanks, etc. <laughs> um, now, do, do you know if she prefers just to be called single, etc.? Like when chatting, like do we need to say double? What's uh, I don't know because I don't call her et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I get it. But yeah. uh, I know out of drag, uh, they, them pronouns for et cetera. Um, oh, fantastic. Yes. So, But in drag, happy with she, her? Yes, I believe so. I believe okay, so. Okay, wicked. Mm. Yeah. Well, that is something I'm really glad that um, when it comes to uh, gender diverse queens, like with Gottmik on season 13, yes. uh, there was even a moment where Michelle admitted uh, on the pit of what's the show she hosts, um, the Watch You Packin', um, that she didn't want to offend Gottmik, so she just referred to Gottmik as Gottmik. Um, even though Gottmik was very happy to be referred to as she in drag, mm-hmm. despite being a trans man, which I think is is great. And she did say that on like the first episode, I feel like, or like the second episode that yes. um, Gottmik said their pronouns are he, him, out of drag, and she, her in drag, because that's just, that's her drag persona. Exactly. I think... Um they said something like, I'd be reverse clocking myself if you were referring <laughs> to all the other drag queens as she and exactly. them as um, as he. Yeah, it's, it, it doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense. Well, Got Mick's not a drag king. It would be a mind fuck, but um, I mean, I would still make the effort. But yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting how people want to be referred to in and out of drag. It's a whole nother kettle of fish. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think, honestly, I mean, we are, we're members of the queer community. Of course, if people want to identify however they want to identify, we're going to support it. We get not a lot of people out there do and not a lot of people want to understand it, but I highly suggest they do because honestly, who gives a fuck? Exactly, exactly. Who and gives I think a fuck? I've been reading some of Et Cetera's interviews and they are really well-spoken and intelligent and they said something like people's pronouns are like their names. Um, they were like, you don't need to get them the first time, but it's like learning somebody's name. Like if you don't know what the third or fourth time you meet somebody, then mm. you're going to have a problem. It's rude. And um, I thought that was a really interesting way of thinking about it. Cause you know, sometimes people are like, Oh, I can't be bothered with learning people's pronouns or whatever it may be, but you learn their names. So just fucking <laughs> learn their pronouns and just have at it. <laughs> exactly. I just, yeah, the whole concept of, I mean, we just need people to understand gender literally is a construct. Exactly. Gender is literally, we created it. We can do what the fuck we want with it. Exactly. I, yeah, I mean, et cetera, looking up her, um, <laughs> I love, okay. I did a little bit of my research on uh, Drag Race Wikia, which is one of my favorite places to get information on any kind of show because some of the trivia they have is so stupid. Yes, I know what you mean. <laughs> Let's talk about this little fun fact about et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera is the second Drag Race contestant whose drag name is a single word repeated <laughs> following Sister Sister from UK season two. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you're listening are like, my mind is blown. This changes everything. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love it so much. Um, shout out to everyone who contributes to Drag Race Wikia. <laughs> I wish I had the uh, technical skills to learn how to use Wikipedia to edit shit. I feel like I did when I was like 14. I feel like if you if you had the passion and drive, you could probably get there. But <laughs> I will say, I just had a flashback to a moment I did, and I feel like I shouldn't say it. But let's, you know what? We're all friends here. I do remember being the person who added to the info box at the bottom of the Australian Idol Wikipedia page when Damien Leith won. I added his name to the list of winners. Oh, okay, well, the ninety one. I remember applause. watching it, and then a few minutes later, went online. I'm, you know what? Were you a big Damien Leith fan? Was that, was that <laughs> no. what was happening here? <laughs> I just liked 
Wikipedia for some reason. I love Idol. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, huge Idol stan. Uh, but we all know Channel 7 is bringing it back next year and they're going to fuck it up. So that's that. They fucked up Big Brother, they're going to fuck up this. <laughs> Personal feelings aside, um, look, I can't wait to see, etc. I mean, ugh, based me on what too. I've seen She's... on their Instagram, I'm so psyched. Uh, et cetera, et cetera is definitely one of the ones I'm most excited to see on the show. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to bring a lot of fashion, a lot of glamour. And also I've been following them on Instagram as well and they can perform the house down. So yeah, it's going to be fun. I actually did, um, uh, they did a spot at uh, Rainbow House yes. on uh, Smith Street just recently um, in, in Melbourne. Uh, kills me that I didn't go, uh, unfortunately, slightly hungover. Um, through no fault of my own, that's a lie, it was totally my fault. Um, but I can't wait until Etc. comes back to Melbourne or I end up going to Sydney because God knows I need to check out Sydney Drag if this is what they're bringing. Yes, exactly. I will say as a bit of a lazy speaker, Etc. Etc. makes me do a lot of work with my mouth. Like I probably <laughs> like normally avoid that word, but <laughs> besides that, loving everything they're bringing. Yeah, I, I don't think I say actually the term etc. in my speech very often. No, I think I avoid it because I remember once as a kid I said etc. and my dad was like, it's etc. And I was like, oh God, <laughs> ever since I'm just triggered. <laughs> oh yeah, what an etc, etc, like whatever. Okay. <laughs> and I saw Gigi Good pronounce it as etc. <laughs> like a rolled R. Wow. I was like, oh God, okay. Okay, <laughs> okay thank you. Uh, linguistics lesson from Gigi Good. Fantastic. Um, our next queen, another one I'm super excited about. She's from Newcastle here in Australia. Jojo Zaho. Jojo Zaho. Yes. Very excited about Jojo as well. Uh, Aboriginal Australian. Yes. Which will be great to see. So one fact about Jojo that I loved. Drag daughter to another Melbourne legend, Filma Box. Yes. Although I don't know if Melbourne, uh, sorry, if Filma is actually from Melbourne originally, but she is living and performing in Melbourne at the moment. Okay. Yeah. I'm not too sure either. Filma's a bit of a comedy queen as well, isn't she? She so, is, yeah. So Jojo Zaho hopefully will bring comedy. I, I'd be keen because I got to tell you, I loved her entrance look. It is a nod, a nod to the uh, Aboriginal flag. Yes, yes, and I noticed that too. I do love the outfit and it's not, not what I was expecting at all. It's it's very, um, a little bit anime. Yes. Mm. Yeah, With definitely. the, the shading like, she does on yeah, her face. Yeah, the shading was really interesting to me. Mm. And I got a, a shout out again to a, a trend that um, <laughs> Raja herself uh mentioned on fashion photo review with these down under queens foam wigs foam wigs I think apparently not a big thing overseas it's a very australian thing i think um <laughs> I, I know i saw one in priscilla queen of the desert yes yes and i think it's probably just stemmed and branched out from there i do know the look you're talking about from priscilla have not actually seen the movie. Yes, everyone attack me. What kind of homosexual Australian is on wow. Priscilla? I'm, I get it. I I'm get leaving. it. <laughs> Bitch, I haven't seen any fucking movie. Okay, name a movie. I haven't fucking seen it. Um, even ones that are literally about queer culture in the country that I'm from. I guess I'm just a terrible person. That's fine. I get it. You can all yeah, attack me when you want. Go on canceled. Twitter. You're cancelled. Yeah, it's cancelled before we even fucking begin. I get it. That's fine. <laughs> I'll persevere. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about Jojo. I am also excited to see how many foam wigs we see on the runway. Yes. <laughs> well, there's how many in the promo? I think there's maybe like three. three in the promos. Um, the interesting thing is I haven't seen foam wigs in Melbourne drag, I don't think ever. Really? Actually on like a stage, physically. like in a performance. Oh, interesting. Yeah, not that, I, not that I can think of. So maybe it's more of a Sydney thing. Could be. I know Art Simone does love them. Um, she's done a few Instagram shots with them. I, I will say Art, I, I mean, Art, I love you. We're actually from the same suburb in Melbourne. Moral oh, Bark. nice. Shout okay. out Moral Bark. Even though I do love her, she does do some foam wigs. And there is one wig that I've seen her in. I think it's, she wore it uh, at Piano Bar in Geelong. Mm -hmm. um, she did a performance 
uh, with Mr. G's song. She did like a Mr. G medley from Summer Heights High. Yep, got and it. And the foam wig was um, like a male-ish kind of wig, but it was extremely blocky. Like it was like it wasn't like the like the ketamine pigtails or the the. Got it. Was it meant to be like that or? I, it was meant to be like got that. It. It's just that seeing that in the foam format really just made it look she looks like a lego <laughs> <laughs> yes that's that's what i was thinking again art love you just couldn't get past the lego thing <laughs> i just i don't understand how the foam wigs work in performances like do they stay on do they kind of like yeah, they'd have to have some decent glue on them huh yeah or like double-sided tape i don't know somebody yeah. somebody educate us yeah, please. Uh, any queen, a future queen on the pod, this is a point of conversation, <laughs> clearly. We need to know. <laughs> Our next queen uh, is another Melbourne queen, synonymous with royalty, drag royalty. The name is simply Karen from Finance. Which is a brilliant drag name. One of the greatest of all time. Trixie and Katya themselves obsess over it. Which kind of propelled her into the drag race world, I think. Yeah, she ended up, um, I've seen videos of her obviously touring the US a bit. Um, She did uh, a spot at Roscoe's in Mm -hmm. Chicago. Um, She also uh, did a spot on Hey Queen with Johnny McGovern. Yep, she actually performed at one of uh, Pop Chops' events as well, way back in the day, years ago now. Yes, Um, get that plug. Great to work with her. <laughs> yeah, one. I mean, just slip in another plug. <laughs> <laughs> any any opportunity. I mean, I'm just gonna plug my own ass. So you might as well plug anything you've got of actual value. Your own ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, it's not that kind of pod, but <laughs> yeah, that's not something a top should say. Um, look, I I love Karen. The first time I saw her actually was in Melbourne. I feel bad that it took me so long to actually see her live, but I saw her live in Brisbane actually because she was supporting Trixie on her Australian tour a few years ago. Yes. Okay. I think I, I think I saw her um, supporting uh, Trixie here in Melbourne. Actually. Mm. Yeah. I went up. I, the only reason I'll be honest. The only reason I went up to Brisbane to see her was because uh, the meet and greet tickets in Melbourne were sold out. Right. <laughs> so I was like, I'll go up to Brisbane and make a weekend out of it. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah. Karen's fantastic. She's she's a very funny gal. She uh, did her um, her Melbourne International Comedy Festival show. Yes. Just recently, which I haven't seen. Have you? No. I was. Uh, some friends of mine saw it um, like the first night. Um, and said it was just, you know, fantastic. She's just a, a really funny gal. And obviously, I mean, comedy queens, I do appreciate a lot because I, I gravitate toward comedy more. That's why my favorite queens of all time are like your Biancas and Trixies. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see what she does. I will say my one thing I'm worried about, how many power suits are we going to see down the runway? Yeah, I was I was actually worried about that too. She normally does two modes, the gowns or a power mm. suit. So I think Michelle's going to have an issue if she wears the office attire mm. more than maybe even once. I don't know. Sometimes Michelle really just goes ham if she sees something a couple of times. True, although I will say she didn't seem to have an issue with Tina Burner's fucking red, orange and yellow this season until- but Everybody else did. So. Everyone else did. <laughs> but Michelle never mentioned it until the episode Tina went home, which leads me to believe that they were just- just like looking for reasons to give her negative critiques and be like, okay, bye. Right. Okay. That's and just my own little the fan floor. theory. I'm not going to go on fucking Reddit and say all this and get into arguments with you all. I can do it in the safety of my own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Karen is very polished as well. Um, and I do like the entrance look as well, but mm. I, I think I've, I'm on the side of Michelle where she probably will sit. Like I, I don't want to see it too many times, but um, she's a smart queen. I'm sure she'll, she'll figure that out herself. Oh, totally. And we've all seen Drag Race, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I don't think any of these queens are going to go into it thinking, well, everything that I think is great, clearly the judges are going to too. No, you just don't know that. Exactly. It's, it's, 
it is a wild kind of show. You just you don't know how they're going to be feeling. You don't know how the other queens are going to be performing as well. You could be fantastic, but just not as fantastic. And I do think pushing your brand during the entrance look is probably a good idea. Oh yeah, definitely. I know they love to do that on All Stars. Yes. Um, blood, like fucking. Oh no, Monet did it in her um performance. The sponge, the fucking yeah, sponge that's leotard. right. And I do think out of all the looks as well, hers goes the best with the sort of outbacky background that they've got for the promo looks as well. Like she oh, actually yeah. looks like she's sort of doing a, <laughs> you know, an expedition into the outback. So yeah, yes, true. appreciate that. <laughs> um, next up on the list, uh, we've mentioned already, but she is from Auckland, New Zealand. She is Ketamine. Ketamine. Uh, Ketamine, uh, the other host, co-host of the series House of Drag, the New Zealand series, uh, as we mentioned, in a drag duo with Anita Wiglet. Got it. This is going to be interesting. Yes, it's going to be. I don't think we've ever had two queens that have been that sort of invested in each other, like to Mm. own a venue together and work together in that capacity. So, I mean, they all work together, but not actually as co-owners. So it's going to be cool to see their, you know, um, their friendship. Yeah, like this this is an all-stars one. There's no no teams, but. But it's also not RuPaul's best friend race. I just came up with okay, that. Okay, LaShawn. Then, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't disgrace LaShawn's name. Um, yeah, no, it is going to be really interesting to see. I can't wait for a moment where they kind of do have to be like, I mean, let's face it, we've had plenty of these moments before with best friends on the show or even lovers on the show with like Brooklyn and Vanjie. Will they have to lip sync against each other? Oh, of course they will. Mm-hmm. Like that's the way the show works. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's going to be a moment. But um, I, I love her entrance look. I think she's super bright and bubbly and charismatic as a queen. Yeah, I love the entrance look. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um, That's when you do a good foam wig. Exactly. And she just gives me this vibe of like, I'd like to hang out with her. Like, I think she'd be really accommodating. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that in like a sexual way. No, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I mean, I love how you have to like clarify that because our audience, you just never know with the homos. Just never know. You just never know. I mean, especially with me, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. His reputation does not precede him, ladies and gentlemen. It does not. Um, I don't also, even have Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't search Andy from Pop Shop on Twitter. Um, our next queen down the down the ranks. We're up to our ninth out of tenth. It is Maxi Shield from Sydney, Australia. Maxi Shield. I'm very excited to see her on the show. Mm. Actually, she's a super super seasoned queen. Mm-hmm. I think over twenty years in drag. Wild, crazy. Um, and she also hosted the VIP parties on Madonna's Rebel Heart tour. So she knows Madonna. She probably has Madonna's <laughs> phone number. Okay, here's how I see this. <laughs> she probably doesn't have Madonna's <laughs> phone number. <laughs> they DM'd once on Instagram. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. um, here's how I see this. If in the first episode we get Maxi, uh, when they do their getting ready chatting, uh, as they do in every episode, if Maxi brings up any Madonna stories, I get the feeling that means she's going home. <laughs> right, okay. If she has any good tea to spill for some dialogue in an episode... Straight away. Yeah. I don't even know if they'll want to, um, you know, risk Madonna's legal team coming after them. So, (laughs) (laughs) and Michelle is the biggest Madonna stand. I've actually noticed she started to talk a bit more like Madonna recently (laughs) as well. (laughs) She's just merging. We love you, Michelle. Oh, Um, I love Michelle. (laughs) No, look, I mean, that's just my own, like whenever Queens do like their big emotional stories or their big, like, yes, like revealing stories, it is technically, it's usually the queen that goes home that episode because they want to get that story out before they go. It's a dead giveaway. It is a dead mm-hmm. giveaway. It's happened a lot. Like with um, most, I think the one that comes to mind first is um, uh, Dusty Ray Bottoms. 
talking right. about um, his experience with gay conversion therapy and then boom, out the door. Yes, yes. Which, um, <clears throat> I mean, look, I get it. The producers want to get this stuff out and I'm sure Rue already has his eye on who's not going to be succeeding or proceeding in the competition at certain points. Yeah. It's, and it's how TV shows are made. Gives we them their little spotlight as well before they exit the show so yeah. people remember them. That's the thing about this this show that I think people, especially the fans, I don't think realise very often is that it is still a TV show mm. and this kind of thing, producers need to do their job. They need to produce. They need to make a narrative. Sometimes it, like you see it a lot with um, queens who get like in Untucked, they get video messages from home oh, just yeah. before they go home. I know. Well. I was thinking that recently. I was like, if I saw a video message, message come up, I'd be like, oh, oh my fuck. God, my time is here. <laughs> I would be crying because I miss my family, but also because I'm like, am well, I I'm going in the bottom. home? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got to listen to this lip sync. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's just my own little personal conspiracy theory. Again, uh, I welcome any fan theories about the show and about Queens, but, you know, keep it respectful. That's my only rule. It's like uh, they're the in the bottom two. They're like, roll out that footage now. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> that did happen this this season with, I believe it was Tina Burner, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. I think so. They're like, <laughs> this is the last chance we've got. But I feel like she felt it as well. Like in, in Untucked, she was very um, snappy. With a, yeah, that's what you just did. I think she'd missed a few bullets, and then um, when she actually went home, she didn't really deserve to go home. But anyway, that's a story that's for a true. different day. Yeah, we can get. We'll we'll do. You know what? If there's ever a break in between seasons, which I doubt there will be, but if there is, we'll do a, a big conspiracy episode. Like, what's our fan theories? Ooh. Let's go through everything uh, drag related, drag race related that uh, tickles our brains. Uh, another thing about Maxi Shield that I saw. Um, I, I learned that she's very good friends with uh, another legendary Aussie queen, Sydney queen, Vanity. Ah, okay. Which makes sense. Vanity of wig fame. Vanity of wigs by fame, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, and uh, Brenda Call Me fame. Shout out. One of my favourite new podcasts. Right, okay. Um, with Courtney Act and Vanity. Um, yeah, I, I, which doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, long, long time Sydney queens, very seasoned. They've yes. obviously probably worked together a lot. Um, yeah, Maxi Shield, I'm very excited to see just because I do have this uh, love for the season Queens. I feel like season Queens is the word we're giving Queens. We've been around for a long time. Yes. And <laughs> I think, I think Maxi is kind of the epitome of old school Australian drag. Like mm. that very camp, very, like the, um, you know, the huge breastplates. Like the King's Cross back in the day. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Almost like Priscilla style drag. Yeah. But um, she doesn't seem like she's stuck in the past either. She, I think she could also keep up with the younger Queens as well. So very excited to see that. Absolutely. We love you, Maxi Shield. I'm very excited to see what you do. I I really do need to see well, – I need to get up to Sydney more often uh, and check out Sydney's drag scene because, yeah, so many great queens have come from that scene. Uh, not a huge fan of travelling during this time just because you never know when borders are going to fucking close. Uh, so, I know. The cringe of people going to Perth just this last <laughs> I know. weekend. Our thoughts are with you, Perth. Yes. Uh, and speak of the devil, the city that birthed our 10th and final queen that we are discussing here, Scarlett Adams. Scarlett Adams. Scarlett Adams. She's from Perth. Um, I have I followed her on Instagram uh, quite a while before Drag Race Down Under was announced. Yes. Um, uh, I saw a lot of really great things she was doing. I think I, I first came to Scarlett's um, awareness when she did a performance in Perth uh, protesting their new mayor, Basil Zempalis. Right. Who is a bit of a cunt. Um, who okay. One week into the job. Well, we knew he was beforehand. He's a, known for being a football commentator journalist 
Uh, but one week into the job, days into the job, he said some extremely transphobic things on the radio. Right, okay. And uh, Scarlett and a few queens in Perth uh, led a number in their bar to Fuck You by Lily Allen. Nice, okay. Which is a nice move. Uh, respect. Uh, yeah, Basil Zampalis, you can go fuck yourself. But um, honestly, uh, look, Scarlett's entrance look, I'm into it. I don't know a lot about... Uh, what. Like, it's a, a kind of a power suit situation, a little Karen from Financy. But um, I noticed some little like chains on the side, like a yeah, like BDSM kind of thing. Is it Muglair? Well, yeah, oh, I don't Muglair. know how to say it. Muglair. Yeah, I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't know. We're not fashion queens. We're not fashion people. queens. Sorry. Get off our asses. <laughs> oh god, that's gonna haunt me forever. He doesn't know how to pronounce. <laughs> yeah, people are gonna screen record this and be like, "Remember this on your Twitter account that doesn't exist." Yeah. Yeah. So I am from Perth. As well, so oh, I you? have yeah. So I've heard of Scarlett from way back in the day. Oh, cool! And um, I did um, always kind of think she was like cut out for Drag Race. She's a seamstress, mm. and she's great at makeup. And um, I guess what we used to call like a fishy queen in in some ways, mm. but um, not, anymore. not anymore. But the controversy has definitely mm-hmm. put me off her. Are we going to touch on this? We are. I mean. Yeah. Um, uh, later in this episode, you guys are going to hear me chat with uh, another Melbourne queen who I love dearly, Dee Flowers. Um, she's joining us Total to babe. talk about um, these issues as uh, as Dee is a uh, person of colour. I felt like it was extremely appropriate. If we were going to talk about this, we've got to talk about it from the narrative of a person of colour because let's face it, as white gay men, we're not as – like gay men – if you're white, you're still pretty fucking privileged. Exactly, 100%. And <laughs> so, we don't really have that much to offer the conversation. We I don't, don't think we're a we perspective absolutely to don't. really offer. Um, I did really find everything that came out very shocking. Yeah, it's definitely, um, I will say, here's my thing, and I'm obviously going to get into it into my chat with D, which is going to be uh, coming up at the end of this pod. I... I was a little shocked as well, but um, my main concern, it kind of crept into the whole sphere of cancel culture where Mm. I started to ask myself, these things are terrible. These are bad mistakes someone made. Does that mean they're done? Does that mean they're written off forever? The the main conversation I want to have with Dee is where do we go from here? Exactly, because I I think a lot of people have been saying – echoing this sentiment and it's really important. It's not up to us as white people, exactly. white cisgender people to forgive her. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it's it's really up to people of colour to decide how they feel about it. And mm. unfortunately, I just feel like there's so many different um, races that she managed to offend. Mm. So, yeah, it really goes out to those people what their opinion is and it's not up to us to sit here and say, was her apology sufficient or not? Yeah. Um, Look, yeah, and you said it best. As white people, we really don't have the place to um, to speak on this narrative. Uh, so that's why I'm so excited to have Dee on the pod. Um, our chat is coming up uh, next. I really hope people uh, listen to that. It's going to be very, very informative. I feel like white Australians or just white people in general really do need to be a part of this conversation. It's not something we can just ignore. Exactly. And I also think as, you know, privileged people, white um, male-presenting cisgender people, um, we just need to amplify the voices of people of color and absolutely um, transgender people and not just keep speaking over people all the time. Like we've done throughout the whole of history. Yeah. So. That's what <laughs> led me. I know some people might've heard me say what I said earlier and be like, mm, what the fuck? But compared to every other member of the queer community, I just feel like gay men, especially white gay men, we we're not exactly 
privileged and we're not exactly the majority, but of all of the queer subset, lesbians, uh, pe- queer people of colour, trans, trans people, people and um, gender, gender non-conforming people, I don't feel like white gay men have any kind of input onto the struggles that other subsets of the queer community have. No, absolutely not. So that's kind of where I'm sitting. As, as a white gay man, I'm not exactly going to sit here and say that um, we are the hardest done by. We have had our struggles, duh. Anyone who knows queer history knows the struggles of the gay man, mm-hmm. but there are more and there are more conversations to be had. And that's exactly what I'm going to be doing with Flowers. Uh, so stick around uh, for that at the end of this episode. All in all, Andy from Pop Chops. I'm am I gonna call you that like literally every time I see you now? Well that's my gonna... na- that's my actual name. Oh, so... is your middle name from? Oh my god. That's <laughs> yeah, genius. Oh my god, Pop your Chops. parents had the plan already sorted for you. I it's, love that. That's where Karen from Finance got it. She just <laughs> swiped it off me. <laughs> oh geez. Andy from Pop Chops and Karen from Finance. I can't wait for that podcast. <laughs> I The showdown. <laughs> what all all in all, we've chatted about these queens. What are your thoughts about this season? What are you excited for? Uh, I'm just excited to see a different perspective on drag, really. I think Australia's, we've got such a big drag history here, like with Priscilla um, just kind of catapulting Australian drag to this really Mm. camp space. But we also have, you know, um, new queens who have been inspired by RuPaul's Drag Race. We have lots of different ethnicities in Australia. And I really, really, really hope that this season is a big success so that we can do a season two because I could come up with an amazing lineup for season two that... um, you know, off the top of my head, like 10 queens that I think are fucking oh, amazing yeah. just in Melbourne alone. So <laughs> an yeah. old Melbourne season, bring it <laughs> on. All Melbourne season. That's what I say. So my hope is that it's going to be an amazing season. I think the queens are charismatic. I think we're going to get a lot of great comedy moments in Australia. Um, oh, I can't wait to hear all the Americans watching or anyone else around the world watching being like, I don't get it. What does this mean? Yes. Like, well, bitch, you're not Australian. You're not Kiwi. You know, if I can get it. Exactly. And I can't wait for all the cringy, like, RuPaul moments where he uses Australian <laughs> words. I even saw on the trailer already he was saying, you have to have a lot of personality. Oh, who which, the fuck <laughs> says that? <laughs> which makes no sense. Perth is just <laughs> one city in Australia, and I think there's one queen from there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just, oh, that's funny. I loved, I, I will say, though, I mean, probably because I'm not British, hearing Ru do Britishisms on... UK was so funny. It was it was funny, but it was also very cringe. I, I thought that's why I loved it. I, I loved the I loved the backlash when um, Michelle said it wasn't very David Bowie, and then people oh. were people were showing like you know not just David Bowie wearing yes. it, but even Lady Gaga wearing it in her David Bowie tribute. Yeah, and yeah, just the amount of times that look has been reinvented. Well, I mean, Michelle prides herself on being an Anglophile, so you'd think she would. Yeah, you'd yeah. think she'd recognise it, but um, apparently not. Or, yeah, was, it was Joe Black, wasn't it? Joe Black. Yes. And also the Brighton Pavilion. It wasn't very Brighton Pavilion, but it was literally the inside of the Brighton Pavilion. That's it. And then people were, like, showing photos and it was a splitting image. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, we should also give a shout-out to the Aussie judge who's going to be appearing on the panel this season, Reese Nicholson. Yes. I like guys named Reese, obviously. Um, yeah, I'm a fan of Reese Nicholson. I think he's a hilarious comedian. I think I just I just haven't seen him before ever. Oh, you haven't seen him? No. Well, I think uh, well, you know, if producers give him the airtime, mm-hmm. I think he's going to do a good job. I will say, every single person that I've said I didn't know who that judge was has been like, "What? Like, where have you been?" <laughs> so he obviously is a big thing in Australia, but um, yeah, and he'll bring something amazing to the show. But yeah, genuinely, I was like, yeah, 
unsure. Well, now you do. <laughs> Not See? shade. What a what a great thing for him to be hired. Now you know who he is. Exactly. And even if the show's a huge flop, people still know, now know who Reese Nicholson is. And it, I don't know if you know this, but RuPaul's um, partner or boyfriend lives in Australia. So yeah, he, in is, Perth. he is an Aussie. He's an Aussie man. Um, yes. I, I'm not a, I didn't really look into uh, Rue's husband much, um, but I do know he is Australian. And um, I don't know if there is a big connection to his upbringing in WA, being that WA is a very, uh, how do I say, coal-focused area and Rue's <laughs> husband happens to have oh, okay. Let's certain <laughs> focus living in the US on his ranch in Wyoming and a few other states that the ranch uh, falls into where he's doing some practices that aren't exactly friendly to the environment. Oh, well, there goes that World of Wonder sponsorship. Oh, Just fuck. right out the window. Damn it. All right, <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. You can't throw any money at me, World of Wonder. No fracking. Uh, <laughs> look, Andy, I couldn't be more happier about the fact that this podcast is happening and that you are here for the first episode. Thank you so much. Thank no, you for having me. Thank, thank you for you. dusting me off, getting the cobwebs <laughs> removed. Yeah, um, speaking to a mic is such a skill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do have one question though that I'm going to ask every guest every episode of this pod. And that question is, what is your, get into your inner queen, what is your ultimate lip sync song that you know you could slay the motherfucking house down boots? Oh, this is a really tricky one. Does it have to be Australian or? Ah, uh, no, it can be anything really. I mean, if say you're on Drag Race and there's a lip sync coming up and you do a performance so incredible that Rue was like, bitch, not only do you Shantae you stay, you're in the fucking history books. It's like shut up and drive level Tatiana, Alyssa. Like it's- shut up and drive. Um, <laughs> I think I'm just going to have to be the... Twitter stand gay that I am. Oh yeah, <laughs> <And> Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've I've dabbled. Um, I'm gonna say like Charlie XCX. Mm-hmm. Uh, unlock it, but maybe really? as a duet with somebody else to do Kim Petras's part. <laughs> <laughs> so if it was All Stars one, you had teams. You would do the the Charlie part. Yes, I do the Charlie part, and then pick somebody else for the Kim Petras part. Interesting. Um, but I wouldn't do a good lip sync. It would just be me sweating <laughs> <laughs> and jumping up and down on the spot because that's whole how I do. Just you putting powder on. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how I go off to a song in the club. I just jump up and down and do a bit of sweating, and that's me. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, that's everyone. Let's be honest, especially if you're a few drinks or caps deep. Uh, (laughs) I know that that's a good choice. I will be honest. I'm the one who asked this question. I don't actually have an answer to this question yet. I feel like it would probably be Brittany. That can be the last episode reveal. (laughs) Ultimate drag race. All right. Yeah. I have like nine weeks to figure this out. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, I get the feeling the answer is probably going to be Brittany or something stupid like Something Delta Goodrum. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Like is a she super gonna, serious is she one. Get a look in on the show. I would love Ooh, that. Oh, guest judge Delta Goodrum, possibly. Well, we do have our guest judges, the first few announced as Kylie and Danny. Kylie, Danny, and Taika Watiti. Yes. Um, but I mean, just like one of her songs being lip synced would be very cool. I'd the love to see The only one I was going to say, yes. Wings. Wings is the only song I think would be a pretty, like, I can see that being an extravagant like lip sync where they really go hard mm-hmm. and um, it could be like a double Shantae kind of thing. That would be amazing. My, my dream would be untu- because we all know untouched is going to be on it. Uh, if untouched were 
one of the greatest lip syncs of all time. Like and a I double really shante. And a double shante. I, I, it's the ultimate dream because I feel like that song you can just nail the fuck out of. It has to be a moment. Or the finale song maybe. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> just the top two. Just lip syncing to the Australian national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to ask final question based on everything we've discussed. We're not going to do elimination order, but let's do who do you think for the crown? Who do I want for the crown? Um, I know it's impossible because we haven't seen anything yet, but you could be right. I would love to see Anita Wiglet. Mm -hmm. I would love to see Coco Jumbo. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I would love to see et cetera, et cetera. Good pronunciation. (laughs) I really tried. (laughs) I really, really tried. Um, As the top three. I think that would be amazing and very diverse. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's a fantastic top three. I... I would love to see Art Simone up there because... Oh, Art as well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is hard. This is really hard. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, maybe Rue could do a UK two and have a top four for no reason. True. <laughs> or an All-Stars after just, you know, two seasons like he loves to do. <laughs> oh, true. We could have an All-Stars down under. Fuck the international one. <laughs> um, yeah, I would love to see Art at the very end. I would love to see uh, et cetera, et cetera. I, uh, uh, I mean, I also would love to see Anita Wiglet in there, but also... Uh, uh, Jojo Jojo's Zaho. Zaho. <laughs> oh, this is tough. <laughs> I think, that, yeah, this is a question we're going to have to revisit every week. Yeah, exactly. I'd like As they bear their talent and their characters, I think it's going to become a little bit easier to root for just one or two or exactly. three. Yeah. So, well, that's my cue to remind everyone to fucking subscribe to this podcast so you can listen to us every single week. I'm going to have uh, new guests every week. We're going to have some drag talent. Uh, we're going to have some massive drag fans on to discuss every episode i really hope wherever it is you listen to your damn podcasts uh subscribe follow uh give us a rating on apple Podcasts as well that really helps the pod and uh stick around because uh coming up now i've got my very awesome chat with the one and only d flowers uh please uh continue to listen and again andy thank you so much for being here thank you very much Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone else in between, if you've made it this far, you're clearly a fan, and why the fuck wouldn't you be? But you know what's a great way to show your appreciation for the pod? Giving us a follow on this little app called Instagram. Maybe you've heard of it. Go and search Not Another Drag Race Pod on Insta and give us a follow. I'm going to be posting clips from the podcast every week, and Drag Race fans, I know you love a comment section, so head on over to the comment section and Give us your thoughts, feelings, opinions. I'm going to be sharing some of them on the podcast every week. I'm also going to be sharing Drag Race content. And again, give us your thoughts. Give us your opinions. We'll chat about it. We're creating a little community over there. So make sure you head over to Instagram and follow Not Another Drag Race Pod. Oh my God, we're back. Oh my God. And I'm back with a fucking drag icon of Melbourne. I'm such a fan of her. Everyone, please give it up for Dee Flowers. Hello, Dee. Hey. How you going? I'm good. How are you? I'm uh, blessed and highly favoured, as mm. Heidi and Closet would say. Blessed and potently favoured, honey. <laughs> I wish I was potently flavored, Um <laughs> with a little something something, to be honest with you. Um, look. Season your food, girl. Season <laughs> your food. That's it. You think I can cook? 
me. I can't cook either, girl. <laughs> if I honestly, I'm actually genuinely scared how much money I've spent on like Uber Eats and shit. Like if girl. I looked it up, I'd probably like hate. I have, I have to do my Uber receipts for <laughs> drag and that's just drag receipts. That's not even personal Uber and Uber Eats. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's Uber gets all the coins. It's, oh, and it's sad because they're such an evil corporation. I get it. it so is Amazon, but we still fucking use it. Oh yeah. I pay for Amazon prime. I, <laughs> haven't bought or watched anything in my <laughs> occupational hazard. I I literally only had it to watch New Girl, and then that went on Netflix. So I'm like, bye, New Girl. <clears throat> yeah, I stopped watching that like season two. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, to be honest with you, after season three, it got a little mad. So you know what? Your it's fine. Shows. It's fine. I forgive you. I forgive mm. you. I did watch Coming to America too. Like I oh, forgot yeah. I had Prime. Like oh, it's like it's Amazon. Like the Amazon video thing is included. I'm like, yes. yeah. And I watch it, which is cute. And I realized, oh my God, they have everything on here, but I just have a really short attention span. So I, have I will. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm terrible with, with movies. Like I really do prefer TV so I can just shut it off whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, I will recommend if you do have Amazon. I mean, not sponsored by the way, <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, a movie I really liked that was on Amazon is uh, Britney Runs a Marathon. Uh, starring Gillian Bell, she's a comedian and mm. well, comedy actor. Uh, really great movie, funny and very uh, inspirational, moving. Like I, I was a big fan, so I highly recommend. You know what else I recommend? RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under because Ugh. it's fucking <laughs> starting this Saturday. Um, oh my god, I had no idea. You had no idea. You I haven't seen any of the ads. Had no idea. <laughs> You've seen no Instagram posts. I have not seen one post at all. No, Instagram's been bare. There's been no drag content. Um, It's pretty wild. It's it's insane. It's like everyone just disappeared. Um, No, it's it's happening. We're very excited. Um, Oh, that that was so easy to detect. Some people are bad at hmm. social media. They just went MIA and they had their friends posting for them, but it just wasn't the same. Girl, no. If if I went MIA, (laughs) everybody would know because all the memes would. I don't know what to post any memes, and it'll just be obvious if I oh yeah very obvious i did know that um uh i noticed a few queens because i did follow a few of them before the show and mm-hmm. i was like i mean you're clearly we get it you're clearly not and then they all just stopped randomly and i'm like yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course you did there's this whole industry like people just assessing like who's posting and who's not and it's just it's the whole kind of like industry now I know, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's kind of creepy. Well, speaking as someone who works in social media for a professional living, um, it is crazy. <laughs> I'm not. I'm. <laughs> hey, mate, I fucking hate Facebook more than you could know, and it's one like literally part of my profession. Mm, um, it is the devil. It's true. <laughs> it's not blessed and highly favored. Um, we have got like so much to chat about. I'm just genuinely so thrilled that you're here because we have. Uh, a lot of stuff to get through. And um, for those of you uh, who do not know, uh, D Flowers is an amazing queen based in Melbourne. How how long have you been doing drag, by the way? Oh, I'm going to be... Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> When's your drag B-Day? I'm going to be 10 years next wow, month. Wow, that's oh, exciting. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> that's so cool, though. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. What are we going to get you for your drag birthday? Wigs? <laughs> <laughs> you need a new wig? Uh, um definitely don't need any new wigs i don't know um i'm just yeah i want to be 10 years old wow that's awesome though like and have you been doing it like in melbourne this whole time or have you been like up and around um i started drag when i was in college in the states for like the 500th time i'm not from america (laughs) everybody thinks i'm american because my accent's like 
mixed. <coughs> I've lived in six countries, so the accent is mixed. So um, my college had like an amateur drag um, show oh, every cool. year. And I watched a couple of years. I'm like, I can do better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that how we kind of all start our careers? We look at something, we're like, oh, I could do this. And I could fucking do well yeah, at this. I have I mean, come something on. different or unique to like bring to the table. So I tried it in my junior year, my third year, and then I won that year. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, and then I just kept doing it after college because like, it was kind of hard trying to find a job and I wasn't really trying that hard. And so I kind of just kept doing it after college. And then um, I had to leave the States because my, stu- my student visa expired. So, oh, yeah, that happens. Um, I overstayed, but I left on my own accord. So. <laughs> That's and fierce. Trump was coming in, so I'm like, peace Oh, fuck that. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I was born here. I was born up in Cairns, actually, but I haven't oh, lived nice. in Australia before. But it was either between here or New Zealand because I have a Kiwi passport. Like, I'm from... Wow. You I'm could literally... Princess. You yeah, could rep both countries on Down Under I was season. Yeah, because I was under the impression that I would... I, I, could, I couldn't compete because... Well, I didn't know they're going to be... I didn't know they were going to combine both. Yeah. So I was under the impression that the Aussie High Grace would just be for uh, Aussie Queen. But obviously mm. they've combined the two, so I can. I mean, look. At first, I was a little meh about it. I was fully expecting still a Drag Race Australia about it <laughs> because the advertising and everything is still very Aussie centric. It is. I mean, there's like seventy percent of them are fucking Aussie. Yeah, which is always an issue. Like, and mm. whenever they post an Australian or like Kiwi movie on like on like that's aimed at aim for audiences in like the states like the accents are wrong <laughs> like i mean they can't tell the difference but like anyone who anyone who's here can tell and it's just really quite oh annoying. yeah i mean, i i gotta say i love where hearing actors try it i know kate mckinnon did it in a movie oh. <laughs> and god bless her love her so much but god it was just a rough like I mean, I think the movie was called Rough Night. That was a rough night for me what? to watch that movie. Wasn't that part of her shtick because it was really bad? Or blah, 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 blah. No, oh, she was oh, genuinely playing an Australian Oh, she person. was actually... I just thought that was a piss take because I didn't finish the movie, but I was like, oh, this is crazy. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people finish that movie. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, the trailer was great, but then I'm like, I'm bored. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no disrespect. Um, so this is... So exciting that we are going to have Aussie and New Zealand drag uh, on a global scale because um, people all over the world can watch it. Um, I know you've uh, you obviously know a few of these queens because you've been working in the scene for a while. Yeah. So, uh, like, how is it to see them like get up there and like all these queens that you've been working with or seeing live yourself actually be profiled in this way on this very weird culty TV show we seem to all be obsessed with? Um, it's just surreal, like. When, like, they came out with the promo, I was like, oh, my God, this is real. Yeah. I mean, the promo didn't look <laughs> like the green screen thing. I'm like, really? But, like, mm. it was just great seeing them, like, actually seeing, like, the trailer and seeing, like, Michelle, like, speak people's yeah. names. Uh, and then Rue wasn't there. And then they cut. And then this came out with this other trailer. Like, oh, my God, Rue's there. And, like, she's interacting with these. Yeah, it is, it is strange. It's, it's, it's kind of, like, surreal. And then, like, they've put this filter on it. It's kind of more season one filter. Have you noticed it? Like, the filter is very, it's very, I don't know how to. <clears throat> I think that, uh, I, 
honestly, I think the production value is different just because Australian and New Zealand production is different than the US. Like Aussie different. TV shows, you genuinely do see a difference. So I think yeah. people are going to notice it, but I still it's still going to be entertaining. I mean, the UK had a different one as well. Like it did have oh, a different did? Oh, I guess like we also Canada, but I guess you kind yeah. of get, I guess after the first episode, you're kind of just adjusting. True. I mean, Canada's, I, I saw people online were hating on the Australian, oh, sorry, the Down Under workroom. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> well, I sorry. I thought Canada's workroom was pretty shit too. <laughs> oh, it was. I didn't like their main stage. Yeah. So now we're going to get into the not as fun stuff about this season, this first season of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. Mm. I, as you are, you are a queen of color. What? I know, Since right? When? Oh my god, Since that's one of my favorites. Have you seen the movie Easy A? Yes, only in that scene where out. where the kid, the black kid's like a. Uh, but I'm adopted. And the dad's like, what? Who told you? <laughs> Guys, we were going to do this at the right time. I'm assuming that the father was not black. No, he was not black. Oh, okay. Stanley Tucci to be, to be oh, uh, specific. Oh, God. Mm. Mm. <laughs> There's some not fun things that have been surrounding some of the queens uh, of Down Under uh, this season. And um, <clears throat> they unfortunately... Uh, in the realm of racism. And, you know, people online have had their say. It all came a flutter, I think, multiple times. And people uh, each time were all exposed to the past mistakes that some of these queens have made. And the big conversation I wanted to have is one from the, per the perspective of a queen of colour. And I'm genuinely curious how exactly we do navigate these situations because... My big question to you is, I mean, well, first of all, let's let's frame the situation because um, in part one with uh, Andy from Pop Shops, we didn't actually say what the situation was uh, with some of these queens. But uh, in reference to Scarlett Adams, if you did not know, if you're listening, what the situation is, Scarlett Adams was uh, seen in many images online, uh, some inappropriate uh, performances, including her in blackface. Uh, including one with her, uh, an image with her in blackface wearing a T-shirt with an Aboriginal flag on it, uh, as well as uh, dressing up as a Native American, uh, Indian Bollywood attire, as well as a Japanese geisha, uh, quite a few subsets of, uh, of groups there, as well as a, a lip-sync performance of her impersonating or lip-syncing as Lee Lin Chin, who's a very famous Asian-Australian journalist. They were very confronting images. It's really unfortunate to see someone that is being propped up into the stratosphere of television and fame and drag this thing we love have this uh have this history have this past i am curious what is what was your reaction to it when it all kind of exploded like when you i'm i don't know if you know scarlet personally but like no i don't no so what was what were your thoughts seeing that this queen from perth who's going to be on this tv show uh had this this history uh, well, full disclosure, these are just my opinions. I don't represent <laughs> every person of color. This is like just my personal experiences. And what? normally I just keep to myself and I don't like <laughs> posting anything publicly about my opinions on such things. That's a good move. <laughs> I might post a meme or something about something keep it light keep it positive but like i i don't mainly post about things um yeah i saw felicia fox like um i just saw like the post and then i was like i was really i was really confused because like it was like 
image after image, like just seemed to be like she just kind of went through like a list or and decided to like offend everybody. And yeah, was, I don't know if that's just a thing in Western Australia because I have heard things about Western. Like I haven't been to Western Australia. Yeah, it's just like image after image, and I was like really confused. I'm like, and I kind of feel that she has been exposed before. Yes. Well, she said that um, people had... um, Well, exposed, uh, maybe not the right word, but um, it it had come up on social media before before, and she had responded to it. She'd written a statement. She had written a statement, yes. And then I just feel it it was just a lot and then she didn't really respond about it for like maybe a couple of days later, a couple of weeks later. And then she posted a vlog of video of her crying, apologizing, which kind of pays homage to all the cancelled people on social media. All crying the, with no tears. Yes, all these cancelled makeup artists or people who are oh cancelled for something. The James Charles's. Oh, yeah, and some other. And the Tati, what's her name? I Tati, don't even fucking know. I know, like, <laughs> it was just, it just, she didn't really address the issue and she just kind of, kind of played the victim Mm. but in all honesty Mm -hmm. i've heard some tea that now wow literally owns these queens and i don't think that she could post like they're really anal they're really they supervise everything you post like you need approval like Mm. i feel that some queens are not able to defend themselves in the way that they would like if something does arise or some might just go right off the rails. Yeah. Wow. Presents are definitely, uh, they're clearly, uh, considering the empire they have made for themselves, yeah, so they have a control over that yeah. empire. So I feel that maybe Scarlett was not able to respond as early as she would, as early, early as she liked. And maybe she didn't really respond in the way that she wanted to, or maybe the video was approved before she posted it. I don't know. Mm. But like the apology didn't really, <laughs> apology is like a really loose term too. I mean, just the <laughs> response vlog just came across as really insincere and very just kind of, I don't sure. know. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, you did mention there are plenty of fans of the show or fans of her that have, Kind of swept it under the rug and Defending her. forgiven her. Yeah. Um, even though it's not something that white people need to do mm-hmm. in any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, how do you think we should? Uh, how do you think we should move on forward? Like, I really, I genuinely don't want to live in a world, personally, where when people do make even as horrific mistakes as this, that they're just fucking done forever. Because then, what's the point in living? And I, I really don't, I, I, I'm so, I'm such a pessimist as a person, to be honest with you, but I'm mm-hmm. optimistic about all of us having the ability to grow and change. But what do you think is the logical next step? It's just like, we're tired. Like, it's not our job to educate you or to like, just no, make it's not. people like give a shit about these issues. Like... Scarlett has done stuff. There are other queens who have done stuff. I'm kind of like on the fence about stuff. Like I'm cautious. Like, should I take a gig with Queen A or Queen B? Mm-hmm. What will my fellow POCs think? Like, it's good money, but obviously, am I selling myself out? Because like, obviously, like being in the scene and, and whatnot. Now we have this like catch. I need to or like this conundrum of like, if I were offered. A gig with Scarlett, 
would I take it or should mm. I not? Like, it's just like that's a genuine question. I need two things. So, wait, it's, it's catch twenty two. No, that's not the right terminology. Um, it, oh, I don't know. It's words. um, it's really late at night. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's that whole fine. like conundrum, and like there's no really. Cause like cancel culture is like a thing, and like I feel we as society like feed on it and fester it, and like we kind of it's kind of entertainment for some of us. Yeah, some well, people it relish depends. it. It depends on who's being cancelled. Well, look, I mean, the <laughs> amount of situations I've seen where people, it's like, are you kidding me? You're seriously like going around on your fucking Twitter accounts with four fucking followers saying that this person's life should be over because of this. I'm like, come on. Oh yeah, okay. But sometimes people it do. But, yeah, some people like. I don't know if Scarlett was getting death threats. She was probably getting a lot of like. I can imagine. Violent. Well, which is uh, not Queens of Color get death threats simply for succeeding on Drag Race. So oh. I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it goes around. I mean, that's something you open yourself up to. I remember this season on uh, the US season, mm-hmm. Rue even said to them, don't check social media. Well, in her case, for sure, because <laughs> <laughs> people are coming for her. <clears throat> So you mentioned Felicia Fox earlier. Um, mm-hmm. She did have a great response to the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, I respect her so much as a queen. Uh, really want to see her live. Uh, I was saying earlier, I don't get to Sydney nearly enough and I would want to to experience Sydney drag because I just know so many great queens from come from that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I don't plan on doing it anytime soon because the borders could close at any fucking minute. So oh, not again, exactly. really? Oh, well, I mean, you never know. I mean, some motherfucker from... The UK could be like, hey, Australia, I brought a variant for you. That's the thing. Like, I have gig offers in, like, (laughs) Tassie and Sydney and Adelaide. I'm like, I want to take them anyway. I don't know. Hopefully, they will get cancelled. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I'm like, whatever. Well, Felicia had a great response. And Felicia um, did um, say, and I quote, I want you as a drag queen to be educating your followers on what cultural appropriation is. I'm not accepting no apology until you pull your finger out and do the work with community and educate these people who think it's okay to do what you're doing. And as you said, some people do think it's okay that what she's doing. Uh, She also went on to say, Felicia went on to say, I personally don't think she should be cancelled from the show. I know people make mistakes and people can grow from their mistakes. She has not yet taken the right steps to make up for her actions. Do you, I mean, agree? What do you think about that? From past from past evidence, the only way she will get cancelled, the only way anyone is going to get cancelled off that show if it's some um, sexual assault or something oh. charged, apparently. Forgot about that. Yeah, because <laughs> because they, they edited the shit out of that and it was really jarring and quite <laughs> surreal. I agree with, like, her comments. Like, that vlog was good. Like, um, yeah, because I feel, yeah, I kind of feel... Scarlett's fan base is probably mainly white. Let's just sure. be real. Um, so yeah, she really does have a role now that she has this platform to really like educate herself, herself and her fans about. Cause that I see so much cultural appropriation <laughs> like everywhere, and like it like really like irks me, and like mm-hmm. people just don't understand like the things that they're doing are like are hurtful or kind of triggering. Obviously it depends on the culture 
And like mm-hmm. there is a way to appreciate culture. It's like I think it's cultural assimilation. No, assimilation. Or maybe I'm using like the term wrong. At least maybe if you're going to like pay homage to culture, like understand, like do the research, like understand what things are, be able to like explain yourself. Yeah. Or do stuff or just to show that you're putting some effort into something. Which obviously like she didn't do. And I, I kinda feel like yeah, she just really maybe like she needs to work with some like prominent queens or work for some like community groups or something just to like just to talk the talk rather than just crying the tears and wait she needs to walk the walk rather <laughs> walk, than just walk, walk, walk the talk walk the talk That's talk the, the walk yeah um she has to walk the walk rather than just talking and just crying um hopefully we'll see what happens look i mean everything you just said i think is i i'm list, i'm hearing you and i i love what i'm hearing because this is exactly why we need to have these conversations. And I completely hear what you're saying. And I love that. I mean, personally speaking, I'll just be real. Here's my tea. I don't believe white people will ever really understand. No, they won't. And I think white people need to understand that. Yeah. Tongue pop. Um, but that was the situation with Scarlett Adams. And um, thank you so much for commenting on it. Uh, there are other situations happening with some of the other queens in the mm-hmm. cast. Um, we do have, uh, for those again, for those of you who do not know, uh, Melbourne's own Karen from Finance uh, did ha- have another little explosion on social media, I guess you would say, from the drag uh, fan community in relation to some former tattoos that she had uh, containing what, what they're, well, they're called gollywogs. Um, these were tattoos of some dolls, gollywog dolls, uh, that she had when she was a kid and that she uh, collected and uh, she got them tattooed on her body, but she also has since had them covered up. And um, she has also, in relation to this becoming a situation online, she did also make a statement. Uh, she did say on Instagram, uh, I've committed to an ongoing journey of accountability, activism and education and to uncover and unlearn any and all racial bias, conscious or unconscious that may or may not be embedded within me. So that's uh, that's the first step she took uh, in her response on Instagram. In regards to this situation, what are your thoughts on this? Is it kind of mm, like the whole Scarlet situation? She had some good PR. Because that was a well-written, I don't know if she wrote that. <laughs> or if somebody wrote that for her. But she has a good PR. She has the It was a well-written line. A well-written line. Um, I'm not quite sure how I feel. That's fine <laughs> about that. I mean, it's a very strange situation. I mean, uh, when I mean, let's be honest. When you're kids, you're ignorant as fuck. You don't know shit about the world. Yeah. Um, growing up in a world where you believe that to be just a doll uh, is, I mean, it is a level of ignorance. She did say in her Instagram post that it is, it was ignorance that she was not aware of and as as she said in her in her little apology that she's um taking accountability um similar to my question earlier do you think this is something that we can grow from and we can move forward from like do you think in a few years time or however long it might take these queens and and any queen that gets into this kind of situation where we are learning about the mistakes from their past is there a way where we can move forward where we don't just immediately have that that gut reaction of a, a little bit of annoyance or disdain for these mistakes? Is there a way we can move forward, do you think? Well, it's like, 
people keep making these posts or making these vlogs. Mm. And like I'm honestly I'm a, I'm honestly so time poor so so time poor. I'm not watching I'm not like you're not watching I, apology I, videos. I'm not, not I'm not I'm not analyzing all their social media or all their doings. Like I'm not quite sure like they keep saying like they're doing these like they're doing things to like educate themselves or to like but like I don't know exactly what they've done since then or what they are planning to do. Obviously, and then when like the la, 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 and then when some other queens just get added to the lexicon, like it's all it's it's really hard to keep track of what everyone's doing or like what people. I mean, oh yeah, I mean, so I'm many people unaware like, of. A lot. <laughs> like, I'm a sure. Lot, yeah. So I mean, they say like they're doing the work, or like I just, and but I don't know. It's like I hope they are, but like. I just need to see the actions. But obviously yeah. that's just a bit tricky. That is, when no, you're, you're right. That is something social, we need to see. Yeah, when you're like, when you're on that, that, that platform, like you can create any narrative you want or whether you're actually doing the... That is so true. Or not. So like it's hard, like it's, it's very, I don't know, it's just... No, I that's a fair point. Concrete evidence of something. Yeah. But I guess that's only, I guess I will, I don't know, it's just, that's a really tricky, murky, gray area. So, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, I do like to also this whole fear of cancel culture. Like, there's there's cancel culture is quick, but also like the responses and everything are so quick. Like, it's just hard to know if anything's like really genuine or if they're really, or if they're really sincere about, mm-hmm. or if they're just like sad that they got caught. And then oh, that's always gonna be that's always gonna be the back of people's minds. Are you are you genuinely sorry? Yeah, or are you so sorry you got caught? I mean, that's just like I'm a pessim. I'm I'm just a pessimistic bitch. So I'm gonna like mm-hmm, girl, sure. same. <laughs> so are you I'm kidding like, me? If you if you can, if I see some type of evidence in the future, be like, okay, sure, but I don't know. But it's and like these aren't the only two. I'm pretty sure there's some other things going. I'm right. Those are probably like the biggest two. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Now. I mean, so many, not just in the drag community, but in entertainment as a whole. Mm-hmm. The, that's the reason why cancel culture became such a huge thing is because these people that we, are, I don't want to say idolize, but people yeah, that people we- People put on a pedestal. We just like to, yeah. te- we love to tear them down. We do we love, love to tear them down. love to tear them down, darling. It's like a sport for some people. Well, it's kind of embedded in Australian culture to do that. I think it's, isn't it called tall poppy syndrome? Is it? I guess so. I mean, it's a global thing. Like the people just like to see the stars crumble and fall. It's true. Fall I mean, look, it happens. It's happened a lot in the drag race uh, fandom as well. I mean, there are so many queens who have had the falls from grace uh, situations of their own mistakes that they've made. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is it. But as I said, this isn't just something that happens in <laughs> this uh, community of a TV show that we love. Yeah. It's uh, it's all over the world. It's. <laughs> Embedded in our society. It's why we call it systemic racism. Yeah. Also, I think WoW needs to do a bit more research when it comes to their background checks with these queens. Because I'm not... I mean, I think things happen quite fast, but I'm not quite sure how much... I mean, obviously, after Sherry Pie, <laughs> you might need oh to edit God. out that name. I know they're I'll put a, a bleep over more. it. <laughs> well, I know there was a queen on season 13 who didn't even... A queen who was in hotel quarantine, because if you remember in, in the first episode, like the last Leipzig was three queens, yeah, because she didn't make it past um she didn't make it past quarantine because apparently 
she had been taking people's phones during shows and airdropping their nudes out. So she got cancelled and wow. she didn't even, even make it onto set. That's that's a story I heard and I kind of believe it because I don't think that last lip sync was supposed to be three because it was like Tina, Elliot, and Kamora Hall. Kamora, yeah, that was that was not supposed to be a three <laughs> lip sync. So these, I mean, Wow is has is getting their shit together, but I don't know. Maybe I don't I don't know what happened here, but I mean the whole casting. The whole casting process was kind of sketch. So let's it's just true. Be real. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was. We mentioned it earlier. It is. It was a closed casting, so a it mess. wasn't um, queens of all uh, in Australia in New Zealand could just be like, "Here's my no. audition." And I think it was like a Skype or like a Zoom interview. Like they didn't have to like. I don't know if they sent an audition video. I'm not quite sure what happened, but no. I'm he- hearing all these rumors with different stories. But I don't know. But yeah, look, I the the things that have been said here. I am so appreciative of of your opinion. I'm so appreciative of hearing uh, your own thoughts and feelings as a person of colour. I just want to keep encouraging whites, not just white Australians or white uh, Kiwi people, but white people all over the world. This this isn't a conversation to just avoid. This is something, privilege is a real thing. White privilege is a real thing. Systemic racism is a very real thing and it's very prevalent in society. And as much as we love this very fun show that we love to watch with our, with our homos and fellow queers and be like, yes, queen, we love you. There's, these are also people and these are people who are being put on a pedestal and these are people who have lived lives before they were on this television series. And we can't just ignore the mistakes that they've made, but we do need to put in the work and they need to put in the work, especially to move forward and make atonements and make and take accountability and so the fact that we can have this conversation is so incredible and i'm so so thankful that you uh, are here with me to talk about it i'm genuinely appreciative oh i was also mentioned like to my pocs out here like the labor is not on you like it's a lot i know it's we have to deal with this bs that isn't your job to educate your peers i mean you can if you want to but it isn't your job like they have to put in the work they have to put in the labor there's so much information online there's so much information at people's fingertips like there's no excuse especially after what happened last year like everything that happened last year like there's really is like no excuse but there's also is performative allyship which is that's a uh, real thing which is a a very real real issue everybody has BLM on their hashtags all over their Instagram and stuff. But like at the same time, like you just need to be like, there's so much performative allyship, which also is why some of these, also why some of these apologies might seem a little bit paper thin. And we have every reason to feel uneasy or not to take these, uh, on how to take these apologies at this highest level because like it could be complete bullshit smoke and mirrors just like drag races smoke and mirrors <laughs> you don't see you don't see they film them for 12 hours a day and we only get an hour for, for absolutely like two days of shooting like everyone is a villain at some point in the day like people <laughs> wake up like it's fake that is very true <laughs> that is so very true but yes as poc is like it isn't like your feelings are valid feel your feelings if you don't want to support abcod that's fine that's up to you like don't feel guilty about anything let's just just do you have your truth just keep being your just being yourselves and as and to everybody who's white you need to do better 
Thank you, mate. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I echo those sentiments so much. Uh, everyone, love yourself. Be exactly who you want to be. And please treat people with fucking respect because it's really not that hard to just let people live their life the way you want to live yours. I mean, that's kind of my big thing about this weird fucked up world we live in is that if you want to have the right to be exactly who you are, you got to let other people too. It's it's kind of just the way it is. That's yes, humanity, that's... baby. I, again, thank you so much, Dee, for chatting with me. God, you're a legend. I love thank you so you much. I can't wait to see you perform again. Do you want to tell people where they can see you perform coming up? I mean, you are a, a regular in the drag circuit on Smith Street. Oh, yeah. Um, Saturday Night Diva at Marley's Bar and Diner at, um, above circuit. Uh, my schedule is a little bit all over the place after COVID. I'm just like saying yes to everything. So I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of spread, I'm kind of spread thin, but like, yeah, I have gigs here and there coming up. Hopefully some interstate gigs unless COVID gets in the way. Yes. But we'll see what happens. That's just the state of the bloody world we live in. Also, congratulations on your Bonds campaign, which was <gasps> oh, thank you so much. exciting. Yes, yes. That was Every, a lot of fun. Everyone go over to Dee's Instagram. What is your Instagram so people can go follow you? Um, at at, at Divya Flores, um, um, D I V Y A F L O R E Z. I probably should change <laughs> it, but I'm stuck with it for now. But. I'll link it in the description. <laughs> Wherever you're listening to this podcast, head to the description and go follow D. Again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you to everyone for listening because this is going to be this is going to be a fun fucking podcast, and I'm so excited that everyone is along for the ride. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow, which is what they say on Spotify, just to fuck with you on what the terminology is. Make sure you rate <laughs> us on Apple Podcasts and go over to the Not Another Drag Race Pod Instagram account because we're doing fun things over there. Thank you very, very much. I'll see you guys next week for episode one of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. It's going to oh be so God. much fun to talk about. Catch you later.